Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. So we are officially live on social media. This is Reflection Artist uh, Live number 50. And we have special guests with us today, Chris G. Giovanni. And um, he has, wears a bunch of hats. Uh, so diving into that, uh, you know, today is, of course, Wednesday. And it is uh, October 27th, the weekend before Halloween. SEMA. So, oh, or, or, <laughs> hey, you know, listen, when you go to SEMA, the weekend, like where the Halloween lands, it yeah. is a crazy, it's a freak show. It's a cluster. You know, yeah. You go, if you go out at night, everybody's dressed up and it's bad enough. It's already like that year round, but giving <laughs> people the opportunity to be able to dress up and then it's acceptable. Sure. It's crazy. Um, but the only thing scary outside of that is we're on episode number 50. So thank you for being on episode number 50. We hit the big five Oh Mark, which nice. is really cool. You know, going from the, the first one. Yeah. And then having now all these guests, including yourself. So with Chris, if you guys don't know, uh, he is president of eight bit and eight bit is in that. Am I saying that correctly? Eight bit, eight bit creative. creative. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. Eight bit creative. Uh, which a product of that is Detailers Roadmap. And a lot of the detailers may be familiar with that. And I'll let him dive into what that is and what it offers. And then the biggest thing that some and most may know him from is being co-owner of Oberk Car Care Products, which started in 2017. So, you know, industry side for detailing, it's been four plus years. But overall, in his career in, in 8-Bit Creative, you're looking at 10 plus years. So he's got a lot of time on the, you know, on the, on the, technical side of things and along with you know creating products as well which is really neat um but we'll go ahead and and get into how chris got started so chris if you don't mind and thank you of course for being on um how did everything get started for you you know prior to detailing but with with 8-bit where did all that how did that all come up yeah yeah so i mean 8-bit creative is really you know it's a full marketing agency so we i started when i went to school for graphic design so I'm a graphic designer by trade. Uh, that turned into a product packaging designer that led to web development and then start operating crews. Uh, so I come from like the food and beverage industry. So oh, nice. Yeah. So <clears throat> I would, you know, a lot of times we would start small, then product, then really what's called life cycle marketing. So really learning how to launch a product and kind of essentially what steps you need to do prior to that, launch it and post, and then kind of create that kind of buzz. So that's really kind of my background, more or less, is launching products, launching brands, um, and getting them going and up and rolling, and then building a team of how to operate those brands and kind of grow in success. So that's uh, that's my big piece, really in the beverage side, and then kind of flipped to the other of seafood was the other part of the food. So, did you have any major brands that you had the opportunity to work with that you can speak on? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple um, that I can say. Um, so there's a few brands like Hello Water is a brand that's been coming up and coming for a few years now, um, which is like a 
like buy would be like their main competitor, like buy bubbles and stuff like that. Um, Seamaz, okay. uh, which is a, um, a seafood product and Oishi shrimp, which is a shrimp product. Um, so those are a few brands. So yeah, I mean, nothing like Coke or Red Bull, you know, <laughs> you know, I wish I had that, but Red Bull would be know. the fun one with all the crazy yeah, yeah, stuff right. they do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we sure. got this guy skydiving today. You, uh, can we market that somehow? Well, actually, yeah. just get in the plane. So that way it's firsthand experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wish I could do an airplane ride of seafood, but, uh, <laughs> never, never worked out that well. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, That's how they catch it. They spear from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they launch a spear from the airplane. Um, <laughs> so from there, kind of, and I had always had been detailing when I was a kid, detailing in college, detailed on the side just for fun. Uh, and then one thing led to another is that uh, I got introduced to a, a long-term client of ours and they needed catalog help and they're a detailing manufacturer uh, of products. And that kind of just started leading me down the road of like, oh, I can, we can do more than a catalog. You know, you can, we can launch products, we can do this and that. Uh, and so what started with that is then I was like, uh, I had always struggled finding the right product for me personally to use. Uh, and so that was really my introduction to my now business partner, David Patterson, uh, who is a partner at Oberk Car Care. <clears throat> and he kind of helped me really develop Oberk Car Care of like, hey, you know, I, I don't want to have 50 different products. I want to just kind of pick a couple pads. I want to have a couple polishes, but I don't want to pick anything off the shelf. And I'm sure Buff and Shine does very similar things with their clients. You know, they help them pick the exact product, maybe develop it with them. And that's kind of what he helped me with. Um, and so it kind of was a blend of when the agency was starting to pump up, I really realized that I love food and beverage, but I really, really love detailing. And so as O'Burke was starting to pick up more of these clients from the manufacturing side um, at a larger scale started to say, hey, we see what you're doing for O'Burke. Can you do stuff for like that for us? And that really was kind of the pickup. So we do a lot of uh, social media, video, video editing, newsletters, blogs, um, strategy and product launching, right? From food and beverage um, and really kind of walk them through and either A, we do it for them or we work with their internal teams and kind of really get products up and rolling the way they should be. Um, not from a product development standpoint, just from the marketing standpoint. So I think strategy, though, to what you said is key because some the larger companies have a good idea of that. But some of the smaller guys that are just getting out there, that's what they lose sight on is the, the strategic and calculated way to get something launched. And, yeah, it takes money. Right. But yeah. when you have the right ideas and the right process behind those ideas, it will allow that launch to be more successful. Now, where it goes after launches, that's that's another space that yeah. you have to calculate out. But getting up to and getting the launch done, it has to be calculated to help set that platform. And it's so difficult too, because manufacturers, like there's so many good products out there, but when your manufacturer comes out with a new product, it's, it's probably great, right? They've spent a lot of time on it, but how do you A, get the word out there? Because it's not super cost-effective always to have your... 20 sales reps 
push the living heck out of it and make those phone calls, you know, you need kind of steam to build up yeah. outside of their own sphere of influence. And so that's really my strategy pieces that I really usually bring. And so uh, it's not just me at 8-Bit Creative. There's a team of seven of us. Uh, so I've been very fortunate to find very great people here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, so it's been growing. And, and um, what came out of that was as David Patterson came on to kind of run more of Oberk in the past year, I really got pushed from some friends in my industry and they said, hey, can you develop a website for detailers? And uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, a really good website. It's always like five or six grand. And I'd always get the, the hands thrown up in the air, you know, <laughs> you know, like yeah. a really I mean, high performing website that does what it should do, not just look pretty, costs a writer, it costs a developer, it costs a graphic designer, and it has a strategy piece to it. And so the answer I always got with that was like, I don't have that money. But I'm like, well, if it brought you ceramic coatings day one and basically paid for itself in a month, wouldn't you do it? And the answer was like, oh yeah, I'd do it, but you got to show it to yeah. me. Well, a you lot know? of people are used to the Wix and these websites and GoDaddy where you could have a simple template website. And that's great for if you're just getting started, right? And you're on a budget. Yeah. But, you know, if you do have a little bit of money and you could push yourself to get that extra in your budget, yeah, it's well worth it. It's because, I mean, I spend probably almost four grand on my website, building it out with who yep. I worked with. And at first it was a little bit of a price shock, you know, yeah. and, and I was like, oh, because I was used to the, you know, the good old phone book days and transitioning. Sure. From phone <laughs> to, 12.99 to, a month. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. So I get it. But now it's like, you know, you could go online and, and look up how to, you know, per, get a website built and you got all these cheap ways of doing it that they're quick fix um, yep. templates, cookie cutters. And yep. so you present your price for doing a real good custom one that has all the back end stuff with doing it the right way. Yeah. People are like, oh, shit. And you're like, yeah, well, that's what it takes. Yeah. I mean, and people, you know, my biggest one is like my friends were. And I always pick on them. I love them to death. Mike Carlin, you know, of IGL and, and Jeremy Casper, they had gotten websites from previous companies and they looked either really good and didn't perform or maybe slightly performed, but really didn't convert people. So my biggest thing in marketing is like presentation is everything, but if it doesn't convert to a lead, it's junk. I can look really good today on video camera. But if I can't close the deal when someone, yeah, <laughs> if I can't close the deal when it comes to, you know, walking in the door, that's a bad conversion. So the biggest thing we did is um, I took the team that's been working for manufacturers for five plus years now. And we said, well, how do we write for the industry? We already know Well, that's easy, but let's combine it with um, some good tactics. And how do we pull our price point down? And so the goal was essentially get people down to like 99 to 179 a month. I can give them now basically a, a four to $5,000 website that's built in-house and it's completely customized to them. So we don't, I don't take a template, you know, change five photos, change a couple names and walk away. That's not how we do it. So we have a completely process. It's automated. And uh, we have a writer on, we have two writers on staff, two graphic designers and three SEO specialists. So um, 
Yeah, it's been fun. I, I thought we were going to launch like five or six websites a month. I was like, all right, we'll just fill the time, you know, maybe get fill in that Thursday or Friday gap. And uh, we'll probably hit close to 100 sites here in 90 days pretty quick. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, digging into that side of it, right? Let's let's yeah. talk on, uh, on the, the meat and potatoes of that. With dealing with detailers, because we know that it's a, it's a very large spectrum of income and, yep. you know, and ideas. So what are some of the things you're seeing, you know, because obviously there's a lot of detailers that, that it's Peter, Robin, Paul too, where they're making yeah. money. It looks good on, 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 on IG and Facebook, but realistically their bank accounts are saying something completely different. So what, what difficulties are you seeing in the reality of what's going on in the market with detailers trying to build these websites? Are they like coming to you saying like, listen, I, I can do this, I can do that. And then they're hard to get a hold of, or a lot of them pretty straightforward that are actually reaching out to you. Are those the ones that are true to what they're saying? Yeah. My, my most common customer is someone who's doing it on the side and maybe was getting one to two leads a month out of their site. Okay. And so they might've had traffic. Our, our most common customer will call us and like, wow, getting 15 to 25 leads out of the site in a month now, you know, with not much thrown at it where we see kind of um, the hiccups, as you might say, as you kind of led into it is, our, we have a form that they have to fill out, a detailer has to fill out, and it takes 40 minutes. And if they hop on a call with me, I kind of prep them. I say, hey, you're going to hate this form, but we're not going to take money from you until you fill out the form. It's a commitment from their end, and it's a commitment from our end. And the form will really, I'd say about 80% of people still fill it out, 20% fall apart halfway through. So it's and a it's filter. Not, yeah, it's a filter. It's definitely a filter because <laughs> um, it will literally, we're going to ask you, you know, do you want exotics on your website? Do you want lifted trucks? Do you want to talk about the manufacturers? Do you want to, um, when you do a paint correction, is that included in your ceramic coating? Because we know the industry really well, we really get really granular with it. Um, and that I think sometimes scares people into these detailers of like, oh shit, I, maybe I don't really know my pricing. That's usually what comes out of that form. Uh, that's probably my most about themselves and their yeah. business. Yeah. 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 I can't wing it anymore, you know? <laughs> so, um, and that's probably why their old site was not working for them. Right. Because they never really, we treat websites like Amazon. And if I had one tip for this kind of big thing is, um, if it was really difficult to get a a price on a new car today or take delivery or pick your options, you wouldn't go buy a new car, right? So why would we make your website difficult? So I, I always tell people is like, treat your website, whether you do it through us or you build your own, make your website like Amazon. Tell people what they're getting, show a visual to under, give people the understanding of what they're doing. Kind of to explain your process, just real cut and don't do long paragraphs. People don't read shit nowadays. I hate to break it to you. Attention span is like that. I was supposed to be on a 10 minute early for this podcast. I didn't read shit, you know? <laughs> so um, so you're, um, gu- you're, you're guilty a little bit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 100% guilty. And then and we always do just like Amazon. We make a call to action on every part of our website. So our websites are button heavy like crazy. And it'll say, call now book it today, get a quick quote. We're going to kind of mix it up, but treat your website like Amazon, make life easy for the viewer. And then you'll get the most qualified lead if they come in. 
if you put blank out there, you don't know what the hell you're getting, you know, and that might be what you want when you start. But as you can probably attest, re-explaining ceramic coating 15 times over in a day will really blow your day apart for one. Oh, and, gosh, yeah. you know, and especially if 60% of them are coming in unqualified and not knowing your pricing, if they thought a ceramic coating was a hundred bucks and you're really 800 to 1500, you're going to, that's a hard or vice step. versa, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, but all those points, that's crazy because ironically with my website and who I had built it, um, they hit most of those bullet points that you just mentioned, which I'm yep. thinking in my head, I'm like, all right, I was kind of ahead the game <laughs> or at least on track to, you know, doing the right thing. Cause that's mine. It's, it's informative. It explains some of the process. It's got some visual, um, you know, the, the biggest thing that, you know, like myself and, and Rennie and the group with, with the detail mafia, one of the biggest things we preach about is don't put pricing on your website. Now I don't know what that looks like for you, but that was my next question is, what, what, what kind of feedback do you get and what's your response for putting pricing on website with, with, for detailers? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So we ask that in the form and we tell people is what we generally see is if you don't put pricing on your website, you get more leads usually. And so <clears throat> the, the benefit there is if you're great on the on the phone, you're going to kill it, right? Yeah. That's perfect you're not good on the phone, <laughs> you know, you're going to, you might have a problem on that end or communication. You know, yeah. If you're not good at communicator, that's where you get in a jam. Yeah. I personally like to, once again, go back to the Amazon model, put a price there. I would say probably a 70% of our sites, we, we put pricing on the other 30%, they hide it. Do you do the whole starting from or starting at just to start kind of yeah, starting from, starting at, um, we do put some caveats in there. Sometimes we get really granular, right? Like trucks, SUVs, da, 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 da. Um, if you put pricing on there, we tend to see the leads actually become less than putting starting at prices, but they're usually the qualifications go much higher. So usually what happens is if I'm telling someone I'm starting at 800 bucks, they already know they're going to be starting at 800 bucks. They're not going to call you expecting 50. Yeah. Uh, so it's a flip-flop. I personally like putting pricing on, but we've had customers say, take it off or select on the form. I don't want to show it. And we have no problem doing either or. So, And I'm sure that once you get the website launched and rolling, it yep. gives them that 30, 60, 90 day timeframe, whatever it may be, yeah. to fully understand uh, the reaction from consumers and what's working and what's not working to kind yep. of you know, customize that, you know, add and or take away something. Yep. Yeah. I had a guy in New York and he was like, my pricing I think is too high and it's scaring people away. And he had done film and wraps and kind of more higher end services out of the gate. And he's like, but if I get him on the phone, it's done. I'm like, let's rip it off. Just rip off all the pricing and just let's put in a trackable phone number on your site all over the board. And that's what we did. And he's much happier in that scenario. Yeah, and that's we've seen most success with with other detailers. Again, talking to detailers across the U.S. and talking about their websites and seeing what kind of feedback they get. The majority of the time, it's that starting at it gives them a little something or not having anything at all. And and every market's a little different, right? You don't know right. until you put it out there to see how that reaction is. Yeah, yeah. I actually have some great market info that I thought would bring to the table that would be interesting. So paint correction pages down in Florida, the East coast and the West coast, very highly viewed. So on your paint correction pages, I think 
customers there are used to learning about, you know, buffing and polishing oxidation more than anything. The Midwest, boy, I can't get people to click those pages for the life of them. You think it's the terminology? Yeah, I think it is. I think people in the Midwest, they think paint correction means like paint repair or I, like I've gotten that or gotten repainting that. or yeah. chip repair. But down in Florida, uh, East Coast, down the whole coast, those pages still get a lot of like views and people kind of understand that as like, there's still not a full understanding, you know, like you and I understand or other detailers understand, but it's definitely higher understanding on the East coast compared to the whole Midwest for, or central. Now that may be something too. Like, for example, like when IDA does their meeting and mobile tech having it in Orlando, there's a, there's a very dominant common knowledge about these services in these, in these areas that you're speaking of. Yeah. So you think maybe because that terminology is more well, more spoken more often that maybe that's why it becomes more consumer awareness to what that means? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, I think either it's coming obviously from manufacturers or detailers themselves and the consumers are getting knowledge or did you always just grow up and knowing your red car is not supposed to be pink, you know? <laughs> you, you know, you know yeah. we don't, up here in Wisconsin, we don't get that high level oxidation you guys go through. Yeah. And we're near, we just don't have that sun level, you know? What about what's your feedback on uh, coatings in that category? Coatings, uh, I would say the knowledge is so, so pushed up in the past few years. It's insane. So there's, we tend to do so how we typically break a website up just so people understand is like, you're going to tell us your pricing and packaging and all that stuff. We're going to bundle that up. We typically put that on the top or the middle of the page. And then we do what's called common SEO traits. So we actually will write unique writing below your in that page and we'll say like what is ceramic coating why is ceramic coating better than wax uh, what's the advantage of of ceramic versus wax there is still a low level of knowledge you know in certain areas you know and some people just kind of want to know that you're also an aficionado when they go to your site and you understand it and they're kind of doing it as a reaffirmation piece um so we still kind of write to the lowest common denominator, if that makes sense. Um, Keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of kiss. <laughs> so it's good for SEO. It's really good because people search basic. They don't, or they soup super or search super niche. You know, they're going to search Miami ceramic coating, and then you're going to naturally possibly come up higher because of all the benefits you've kind of written for Google to read. You know, so. Now, would you say the benefit to what you just said, like Miami ceramic coating and not to get off subject, but (laughs) going in and getting a bunch of key title domains and just buying a boatload of them and redirecting them to your website. Do you think that is something that is super helpful if you're getting those key domain names like Miami coatings, you know, Miami ceramic coatings and just redirecting those domains to your website? Obviously, it's not your official website name. Yeah. Does that help? That used to be the old school way, you know, exactly. and, and so Google is unfortunately smarter than you and me. And so Google realized a long time ago, people would do that and then do a push, right? So it does still work. What if you are really going to trick it up and do it the right way, you would buy that domain, you would write a unique piece on that domain of why ceramic coatings in Miami 
and then you would make it a landing page to bring to your site or create a booking page right on that. And you would still connect that what's called Canogill data to your other site as a reference. I'm really speaking over someone's head. No, that makes it a full right circle to keep everybody coming to you more. Yeah. <laughs> but, more leads, but, more plugs, more that's traffic. Right. Yeah. So you're, you're basically creating that separate domain and saying you're giving a unique piece of information to Google. Google's like, oh, this is great. It's not just forwarding me to someone. And then it's saying, oh, okay, here's the reference of the, the company or the person that wrote it for the other site. And it connects the two. And it basically creates what's called a domain authority mesh. And so it's starting to rank certain things. It is a tactic that we do use for our SEO plans, which are separate than the 99 to 179 a month. But that is a tactic we do use. Huh. I like that. That's pretty neat. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I took that old school approach to say and, and did a lot of that. And I own a lot of domain names. Sure. Oh, yeah. Just, hey, listen, I want market share. How am I going to do that? You yep, know, spread and, it. And the yeah, and the, the the internet world, that's that was kind of the thing to do, you know, in, yep. in, the, in that time frame, especially like that 2015 time frame that momentum started happening more so for us detailers. Yeah, yeah. They would even probably even pick up more steam if you've had those domains for five plus years like you've had, and then writing unique content, like a, just a one or two to one to three blogs on there, and then we're putting essentially either quote now or refer to the, your main website at the bottom or in the middle, it would probably even pick up more steam. Now, as far as video content versus photo content, I mean, are both equal or is there more value with one over the other? Um, yeah, that's a great question. You know, I had a, I dealt with a, a customer actually down in, in Naples and he wanted a, a video up top. And I said, listen, four years ago, video was like king. You had to put a video on your website. Otherwise you were a putz, right? That was the, the move. Nowadays, Google actually gives you more higher rank the faster the website loads on your mobile mm -hmm. phone. Yeah. So we tend to bury it a little bit on the middle of the page or just below the first what's called scroll. I think video does work. It's still a great tool. I think it helps explain stuff for people who won't read, which is common. But just remember, um, video is good for the user, uh, is how I always say it. Writing is good for Google. And so Google can't read what's being communicated on an audible or a video scale, but it can read all the writing we put in. So that's how it begins to start to rank you among your competitors. So a good website in general should communicate properly via video and writing. So understand. So that, that would make sense. And because you say the layering thing, I look at it as two different, two different approaches. When I see that, I see it as you're layering it because if obviously they make it past the first page and they start yep. digging into your website more, then that means they're already intrigued. They're already seeing the value in you and they're wanting more out of it. So yep. by the time they get to that, it's there for them yep. as extra support to what they're looking for. And of course you as well. And then yep. on the on the on the technical side, it's what Google is recognizing one over another kind of thing. I, I get yep. that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you kind of you got to play to all big pieces to say the least. So now, are your websites you're building uh, typically how many pages are we looking at for your common? I mean, is it, obviously it's going to probably be based on services, but 
what is your common detailer to say? Because obviously you're covering probably window tent, PPF, all these other things that detailers are now bringing in. Yep. But what's your common one with, with detailers? My most my most sold package now, I'm a, a nut job for Top Gun and 80s. Okay, so just kind of bear with me. So everything's based off of that stupid movie. I got so, you, Maverick. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So our, we're one package we call it is the F-22 Raptor. That's like a seven-page site. So that's okay. a home, a contact. And then we typically break five service pages up. If you want a gallery, fine. I'm going to put a gallery on your site, no charge, but I'm not going to charge you to put pictures on. We're going to do like a window tinting as you know, paint protection film, ceramic coating, detailing, and we can even break the detailing up into interior and exterior. Someone who doesn't do that many services would be our F14 Tomcat package, <laughs> which would be a five-page site. So, you know, you get a slight reduction in the volume of writing that we do when you go down to that level as well. But my most common customer is sitting in a five or a seven page site. They have option to add more. I pretty rarely sell the one pager. It's pretty uncommon. But if somebody wants a really well-designed single page site, um, the, a little tip that I can kind of give anyone who's watching this is, a single page site is okay. Don't get me wrong. As long as it's easy to navigate. The, the downside to a single page site is <clears throat> if you're trying to pitch ceramic coating, paint protection film, interior detailing, exterior detailing, you're trying to put a whole novel on one page of a book. Yeah. And so then Google comes to you because Google's a library and the customer is coming in the library and it's going to go to your book. You're the book. And it's gonna be like, what the fuck am I reading? You know, <laughs> like it's information gonna... overload. Yeah, it's like it's not also it's not niche enough. It's not yep. specific enough. So that's why we usually want to break whatever you're talking about. It. Yeah, into a page. Yep. No, oh, that makes exactly sense. Right. That makes plenty yep. of sense. Now, other thing too is mentioning how detailers are bringing in how many of these sites that you're building. How how what's the trend of detailers that are that are bringing in? You know, they started detailing. You know, I know it flips all the way too, where, you know, some of these PPF or window tent guys can bring in detailing, but what are you seeing with the platform of a detailer bringing in PPF and window tent? What's the trend on that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've only got 90 days of, of full building sites. Um, but typically what I have seen is that the PPF and ceramic only guys do not want to do detailing at all. They actually start, we'll usually we'll build, have us build those pages. And a lot of times we'll actually hide it from the main menu or hide it. And so they'll offer the service, but they don't want to push the service, if that makes sense. And I don't think that's that uncommon, right? A lot of people don't want to do interior detailing. Um, so, and then to answer your question on the flip side of, you know, how many people are starting somewhere and bringing on I typically see most detailers are at least offering ceramic coating, or that's their first step. I notice the second step is usually window tint. They usually don't skip to PPF without going to window tint. There's usually, I notice that's a, a typical service that they bring on. Um, but we do have some people that do go from ceramic coating right to PPF, but usually there's that subset. Seems like window tint is a good step. Yeah. People who want to get into film yeah. film application film category uh, yep. cost compared to ppf is is different yep. um, I yeah i think it preps them too right the squeegee you know <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah. So okay. I don't know if that answered your question. That no, no, that. that's perfect. It's just, just something for listeners and, you know, people who may, may have interest in building their, their business and stepping into the, these other services and adding them as additional revenue. And it's just, it's good to know what that trend is because I feel like I'm seeing in these past couple of years, uh, it may be pandemic related for people to find other sources of income to add to what they're doing, whatever it may be. But I feel like I've seen a huge trend in the past, like I would say three, four years of people dipping into the tint and PPF because yeah. it, it, it's still, you're getting the same customer and it also eliminates the customer having to go so many other places. Yeah. It keeps them in-house and keeps them spending with you and which is great for business, but also super convenient for the customer, especially if you're producing quality work and right. it all happens right there and under one roof. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. I think the window tinting is definitely an entry. I'm, I'm really happy. We build, I tell people all the time, steal from us, like steal from us on how we design, but we like to like put a visual to window tinting. And I'm not just showing a picture of someone tinting, but we like to take a graphic of a car and then color the windows mm -hmm. to show people a two front, a four window, a five window, nice. a, a bra, um, steal from us. I think people have a hard time pricing window tinting on websites. And it actually took us a good 45 days to kind of really crack the method for us personally to explain it easily. But if you can visually explain it on your, your website easily, because a lot of people do the bolded list. Prices start here, 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 here. And people are like, we're all visual nowadays, right? Yeah. I'm, you know, there's a reason why you have a banner behind your body. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the buff and shine more than those muscles, you know? Which <laughs> is so, my body on my body. That's all. <laughs> it's my body on my body. So, you know, make, make it easy for customers. Tell them, you know, visually what you're doing with window tinting and PPF. But yeah, I think you're, you kind of hit it on the head, so... You guys heard it, you know, if you're looking for website development, definitely reach out to Chris. Now, as far as um, O'Burk, now baby. I know that, yeah, now that's, that's your, that's a, that's a, that's a baby for you and Dave, yep. of course. And so, you know, with, with Dave and his, his history in the industry, which is huge, you know, yep. um, I got to meet Dave in the early years. I actually got to work with Dave doing the Barrett Jackson show. So, you know, getting personal and building a relationship with him um, was, was awesome. Because he's a has a wealth of knowledge, right? And, you know, going into that with your background on the marketing side and his background on the product side, I mean, just a, you know, it feels like a good combination you guys have there. But you know, you've kept it simple, and the simplicity I feel has made you guys super successful. And you with the marketing and then the product actually working to what it says it should do, yeah, is awesome. Because and not to throw shade on anybody else out there, manufacturer wise, but the fact of the matter that you were able to come out with two products that were bangers right out the gate and worked <laughs> well. And then the, some of these manufacturers that are 10, 20, 30 years old legacy companies that still can't get a freaking compound or polish right. <laughs> come on now. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I have nothing to say to that. I mean, you know, kudos to you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. We took a long time figuring it out and, you know, my biggest thing, whether it's websites or products or presentation is like, we just want to do it right or don't do it at all. That's kind yeah. of our, our motto. And uh, we've had products that we've almost come out with and it just didn't hit that bar for us, you know, and the problem is, there's just so many good products out there nowadays. That's there's nothing. Yeah. 
there's so much good stuff out there. And, you know, it's kudos to the, these companies that are launching fantastic products. So, and Dave has been brought on as not an employee, but he's a partner in the business now. And, um, you know, and he, he worked for Lake Country Manufacturing for quite a few years. And uh, I think, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're great um, guys over there. Yeah, they are awesome. Jay and Don and everybody over there is pretty cool. Um, And so he just wanted to, I think he was not done with buffing pads, but he wanted to see how can I take this experience and grow it further? And like his first product that he launched with us is defense gel and the wheel cleaner. And it just kind of speaks to his, his mantra of like being really thorough and trying to bring something new every single time. And it's very tough in this industry to bring anything new. I'm sure you guys know. So yeah, no. And you know, you're keeping it small for now. Obviously, you're growing. You know, the, the new wheel and tire cleaner you just launched with the iron filing remover. I mean, that seems to be a yep. hit right now. Yeah. I'm sure you guys put a lot of R&D into that before it was launched. Yep. But yeah, marketing yeah, looks sexy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a good job at that. So, no, that's, uh, it's been well. And again, keeping it simple, you know, and just having the basics of what the details and listening. And that's the other thing is, you know, Dave's been in the market. He's listened to the details. He knows what they're looking for and what they're trying to achieve. And especially with coatings this day and age, that's the, the, the foundation to, you know, what the shine and everything is going to happen with that vehicle. And then the coating is going to be the icing on the cake. So yep. being able to be able to have that system to say, and that combination of what you guys produce is, is definitely hitting the market and becoming another player in the market to say. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. We got SDC, SDC product of the year this year. So was super happy with that, which is even awesome to even be nominated and among major companies like that. So yeah, it's fun. It's the passion project, you know. Um, so it's going good. I'm really happy. So are you guys attending SEMA this year at all? Um, man, oh man. You know, I have a client that we do work for, and he kind of scared me out of SEMA flu, not so much COVID flu. Uh just it's like real. Yeah, yeah. It's real. I, I got all paranoid about that. And then um I'm just not crazy about the mask thing. Um no. You know, and for me, this would be a meeting for probably the agency side, meeting companies that we've talked to and just haven't, you know, finally closed anything on. But uh, I think, unfortunately, I'm going to pass on bringing my team this year. Um, I really want to go. I just feel like this is probably not the year for us to go. Um, I think Dave's not going from the Oberk side this year either. But the, the plan is essentially get in whether what happens next year, if they're going to make us wear face masks another year, we're going to go next year. If that's just what it is, what it, yeah, just stick it out. Yeah. Just, you know, stick it out. I, I was really disappointed to see all the companies bail out. And I think that probably was my, my big reason was, was that I saw them do it. And I was like, you know, there's my handshakes cut in half, you know? So that's how I looked at it. So now, I know you just, you know, launched that wheel cleaner that we spoke about. Is there any, anything, you don't have to say, but is there oh anything my additional? God. Is there anything additional? Scoop? You're looking that, for a scoop here? Well, do they, the, do anybody who is a follower of the Burke brand, do they have anything to look forward to? You don't have to mention it. It's just a yes or no. Yeah. We have uh, four great products that are done, researched, and developed. It took us two and a half years to do. 
and now we're just deciding when to pull them out and show the world. And either we're going to do that one by one by one, or we're going to do it as a big piece. But Dave has spent plenty of time really putting them through the paces. And uh, yeah, we expect to do a splash between December and March. So I know that's a big four month window, but <laughs> that's kind hey, of what four products for a month. You know, you're not shooting your little <laughs> over once, you're oh. one at a time. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's the goal. We've got some neat stuff coming out. We always like doing cool shirt designs. That's the agency kind of blends into the Burke. So yeah, we always like doing fun. A sneak peek of the one I saw earlier. I will have to get my hands on. I like. Yeah, that yeah. We nice. like doing the cat of gloss. Good, good of gloss. Wait, gloss of good fortune, and then the rip it and tip it wolf shirt was pretty fun to do. So we just like kind of doing detailing shirts and making stupid shit we would like to wear. So that's yeah. really is that going to be something that you know once you make it, it will always be something that could be purchased, or is it going to be a limited run? Yeah, I'm getting. A, we get a lot of flack for it, so we do the limited runs. And so, you know, the first shirt we launched was like 50 shirts gone in a day. I'm like, all right, let's, let's do the wolf shirt. Wolf shirt. We did 300. They were gone in a week. And then we did the gloss of good fortune shirt. And that was close to, I think 500 or 700 shirts. And those are gone all quick. So we're clearly, uh, missing the mark on how much we should keep bringing <laughs> no the, the limited run idea and especially with putting a number on how many you have that just yeah. adds more value to it and whether it's one person buying a majority or multiple people they sell they sell that's it yeah yeah and you know we're not trying to you know it's not like a huge money maker for us no. by any stretch we we just enjoy doing them we try and put Brandy. them on the nicest pieces of clothing too which is you know, not a cheap gildan or anything like that, but um, yeah, we probably should start not doing so much limited run, but it, to me, it's fun. You had one, you get a shot, you get it, <laughs> you can either get it or not. Um, you know, and we do get some hate messages, you know, like it's not available in quadruple X and white. Like it's like ordering off QVC. You better get it when you can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, we'll probably have some standby shirts, you know, that are not limited runs, but uh, straight out like of the go... closet of Chris. Yeah, <laughs> I give you this only worn once. I'll yeah. even sign it. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, we really like doing non-logo shirts. That's our big key. So I like doing like unique designs that are like we went and found a unique artist to do just this and build a whole character thing. Like this, we did for like. You won't be able to see this. It'll be in reverse, but like detailers roadmap, you know, I just wanted to call out a tornador, you know, or whatever, you know, I just thought it would be a nice, a nice call to action. It doesn't always just have to be the logo. And I would tell that to anyone else who's got a detail shop, like make something cool that people want to wear. Yeah. They want to wear your logo. Piece. Yeah. Make a conversation piece. Mike Carlin had a good shirt in up North Wisconsin. It was like a pinup girl you know, and buffing on a car. I thought that was pretty cool. Not my style, but <laughs> you know, that he says he gets more questions about that shirt and where he can buy it than more than anywhere. So nice. Very nice. Well, yeah. we are, we are coming up on time. I definitely right. appreciate you having me on. It was fun. Do yeah. you have any last words of advice uh, for detailers, listeners, any, in regards to whether it be about, you know, what you've experienced with the detail community, with their products and process, or even something with websites, you know, maybe just getting yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, I would just say last bit of word advice is like, you know, 
don't make it difficult for people to figure out who you are, what you offer and your services, uh, especially in your own marketing. So pretend that you're always working with the lowest common denominator and keep it simple. Uh, and if you're having a problem, even figuring that out, um, pop on to our site, detailersroadmap.com, and we offer a free consultation. We can go through your site and we always determine if we're a good fit or not. You know, if you're not, if you've got different expectations or different budgets, we offer that option, you know, so, um, and then, yeah, I mean, you can find us there or oberkcarcare.com and uh, if any manufacturers are listening, there's 8bitcreative.com too. And we work for manufacturers quite a bit. So. Awesome. There you have it. Well, this is Reflection Artist Live. This is episode number 50 with Chris DiGiovanni. And again, you heard it. He's got, you know, 8-bit, which is basically the motherboard to say for Detailers Roadmap and of course, Obert Car Care Products. And yep. um You'll be able to catch him at shows. He tries to attend, you know, the shows. He's active, which is awesome, coming from a manufacturer. So thank you, Chris, for taking the time out of your day and spending with me and going yeah. over everything. And, of course, all the viewers who are listening now, later, or whatever the case may be, on behalf of Buff and Shine, we thank everybody. Yeah, thank you and, so uh, much. Yeah, I'm going to sign off. So you have a good rest of your day. And everybody okay. listening, thank you for watching and listening. All right. Thanks, Justin. All right. Take care, Chris. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out BuffAndShine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.